Hello and welcome to the ninth episode of the Craft Beer Talk Show. We're almost at 10. Um, that's a milestone, I guess. It's not a lot of episodes, but I guess you can count it as a milestone. Um, welcome if this is your first time listening. I'm your host, Matt Sausch, uh, and this is a show we talk about craft beer. We explore the world of it uh, and all the little bits and pieces in between. Um, we also dive into craft liquor from time to time. Now, if this is your first episode, let it be known that we have not talked about craft liquor yet. Uh, episode 6, I was supposed to talk about it, but it's a lost episode, so in the future, uh, it might air uh, if I can get all the pieces uh, put together. But uh, if you're new, you have not missed out on the craft liquor portion, so, you know, good for you. We just talked about beer, but today's episode um, is... <clears throat> Today's episode, we'll be talking about uh, Triple Bogey Brewing Company. That's a beer out of London, Ontario. And they've kind of taken over in terms of the craft beer surrounding uh, golf courses and the game of golf uh, here in Canada. Um, We'll also be talking a little bit uh, about the relationship between beer and golf. So we're going to do that just before we talk about the beer. Um, I want to chat about that a little bit. I usually try to find some sort of history lesson or, or something we can learn from, but I had some trouble this week when researching uh, when beer first got involved with the game. Um, nowadays, we know it to be, uh, at least for amateurs, uh, a hand-in-hand sort of deal. You show up to the course, you get your cart, you get your beer, and then you attempt to play the game. Uh, but my question to myself was, when did this all begin? When did golfing essentially turn into a vacation away from everything, an escape into another reality where you pretend you're a professional golfer and this one particular round you're playing is for the green jacket? Um, and that's a master's reference for anyone who isn't a golf fan or a golfer. But uh, that, that was kind of the thought I was pondering, is maybe it's always been kind of a relaxing getaway. Um, but now I, I'm an avid golfer. I'm okay, not great. Uh, I'm a 16 handicap for anyone uh, who knows what that means. For those that don't, uh, it's a reflection basically of how good uh, of a golfer I am. And that would mean pretty average uh, maybe even a bit better than average because they say most golfers don't even break uh, 100 and 100 reflecting their score, uh, how many strokes they took to, to finish 18 holes. But getting back to my point, uh, I struggled to find any information on you know where it all began. Um, now, I'm not going to give uh, into the history of you know the origins or, or uh, of golf in this episode. Um, You know, this is a beer podcast, so we'll stick to that. Um, But from my knowledge, back in the day, uh, whenever the game first began, I don't know a year, but I believe it it was invented in Scotland. I I believe from what I've seen, it was mostly uh, a gentleman's game or or a game for the rich. And I've seen a few um, documentaries and movies based uh, on these origins and the greats that shaped the game. Uh, and one in particular I remember, Francis Womet. So shout out to Francis Womet. His dad was a 
uh, uh, French Canadian, so just like my family. And uh, the movie, this movie, I don't remember the title of it, but uh, it was about his uprising, basically. He's known as the father of amateur golf uh, for what he did. And just to give a brief synopsis, uh, he was born to a relatively poor family. uh, And playing golf was kind of frowned upon by his father. But he conquered all. He won the U.S. Open and basically paved way for many players uh, to start a career as a professional golfer. He showed that, you know what, no matter what walk of life you come from, you put in the effort and and you can do it. Now, in the movie, I don't remember seeing anyone drinking on the golf course, maybe smoking a pipe, um, but I don't remember any ales being tossed back while Womet slapped the ball around. Um, but let's move on to to the craft relation between beer and golf. Uh, the best part, in my opinion, is that golf courses should be a top promoter of local breweries. You know, golf courses on their own represent a specific area, whether a course be named after the town uh, or the city or the region. Uh, they represent the land and the, the surrounding amenities. Um, and when people think of a specific golf course, they also tie in its location. You know, oh, I golf Mystic the other week, and oh, I know that's located in Ancaster, Ontario. Um, and that's kind of, you know, the way it works. So why not have your beer fridges, which people are going to buy regardless of what's in them, filled with local breweries? Uh, so, for example, I played a golf course called Wild Winds Golf Links in the Wellington County, just past Guelph. Um, and in their beer fridge, other than the obvious major labels, I found uh, Wellington Brewery, which is an absolute no-brainer for them to have. Uh, but it was great because I was able to actually recommend it to my playing partner, my buddy, and and he loved it. It was the, the Wellington Brewery Hell's Lager. And uh, it's an, an absolutely astonishing beer. It's super crushable, uh, especially when you're playing golf in... in uh, and the heat of the sun, but he loved it. And they also had triple bogey, which we're talking about today, and that's from the London area, so not too much farther, a little bit more west, um, but it's absolutely great exposure uh, and amazing representation uh, of the golf course. So I just wanted to say shout out to Wild Winds Golf Links. Go check them out. It was honestly great greens and, and great fairways, a little bit of an easy course, but top condition, top, top, top condition. Um, so thanks to them for supporting local craft beer. Uh, but with all that being said, I do believe, at least from the courses I've played, there needs to be a more dominant presence uh, from these craft breweries on the golf course. Maybe it's not as cheap as you know striking a deal with Labatt's or Molson, um, but also, let me know if on any golf course you're playing, that uh, if you see a strong craft beer, um, you know, kind of selection, let me know because I'll definitely go play there. I'll let them give them some, give them some gratitude and uh, let them know that uh, I appreciate that when uh, when they're giving back to the local community. You know, because I've I've played uh, a few rounds now. Like I said, I'm an avid golfer, and I like to get out there. Even if I don't have a good round, it's always beautiful to get out. Some people don't like the game, um, but I love it. I just love being on the course with the buddies. 
uh, enjoying the good weather. And every time I'm out there, I don't necessarily see a strong presence from the craft community. Maybe they don't get asked, you know, what's local um, as often as like a, a bar or a pub would. And maybe they do have big contracts with these major companies. So they have to carry, you know, just like Coca-Cola and Pepsi, right? Whatever restaurant they have deals with, those are the products that go into the store in Molson Labatt. Um, they own a lot of breweries, so those are the beers that are going to go into those beer fridges. But that is sort of the problem, right? You know, these craft breweries are, are trying to do the same, right? Make a name for themselves, just like when John Molson started off. You know, he, he struggled. He had to make a name for himself. Obviously, it, it worked out in his favor, but that's exactly what these craft breweries are trying to do. So, you know, explore uh, your taste buds. Um, explore your varieties. And if you like something, don't be afraid to ask different places that you frequent, you know, if they can get in their stores because all in all, they'll do anything to get you to come in, buy those beverages, um, and then buy whatever they're selling, whether it be golf or uh, meals or wherever sells booze uh, that goes in hand in hand. So speak up. Um, but I want to just, I guess, transition now into today's brewery. And before I give the background information, um, I'll give a little anecdote basically of how I first came across this brewery. And it happens to do with golf, so that's kind of why Triple Bogey Brewing Company goes hand in hand. Not not only because of their their accolades within the golf industry, but just with my own personal story. That's exactly how I came across them. Um, but it wasn't probably what you think. It happened to me, um, or I came across them. I should say, not it happened to me, but uh, when I was indoor golfing, so screen golfing, so. For those of you that are kind of just hanging on to this episode because they're not big golfers, um, and now now I'm saying screen golfing, indoor golfing, and you're thinking, well, how is that even a thing? Um, let me explain to you what it is. So basically, it's digital golfing. Um, you golf in a little section within um, a large facility, and you hit your ball rather into uh, an open field, into a fairway, um, or on a course you hit into a screen and then when your ball hits that screen there's a bunch of cameras uh, and they register the spin and the distance and all that kind of stuff and then it reacts just like a video game um, on the screen and then you you play golf just like that you know it registers for your next shot you try to get on the green you make your putts you finish the hole you move to the next hole you get a final score so this particular facility uh, was called Faraway Greens. And actually, I still go to this one. I, I really enjoy it, uh, mostly because the guy who owns it, he's a New Jersey Devils hockey fan. So, And that's my favorite team. So we kind of get along. Um, so, you know, a little bit biased, I guess. But the systems are pretty good. Never really had a problem. They got food there, drinks, uh, a full bar. So if you're not a beer person uh, and you want to go have a couple cocktails, they have it. But basically, the first time I ever went there, uh, I saw their selection of what they had on tap. Okay, so I got a beer. It's just like golfing. You know, golf and beer goes hand in hand, so why not? And the guy told me, oh, you know, we got we got this special triple bogey on tap. Now, before I continue the story, I want to say that is awesome. That is awesome right there what he did. A lot of places just, you know, 
give whatever the person asks and then when they say oh you know i i like this they just they don't know what they're talking about but a person like that who recommends um, a small brewery a micro brew uh, and says you know i have this tries to push it out now without being too pushy of course because no one likes that but i think that's awesome where you put craft before everything else because it's no different than if you were uh, a knitter a knitter of a sweater is that how you would say a sweater knitter I don't know, whatever. You made sweaters. And you were like, why people can't notice my sweaters? Oh, well, because everyone else is buying them from, you know, the Bay or Walmart or whatever clothing, big clothing company they, they get, you know, mass-produced sweaters from. That's where they're getting from. And you're getting no attention. And that's the same thing with beer. You may think, oh, a brewery, that's sick. They have it easy. No, it's just as hard uh, to get their names out. And especially in Ontario, there's tons of microbrews. So... To come up with a beer that goes hand-in-hand hand with golf is kind of like, you know, it's a great marketing strategy. Why not have a beer named after golf if you're going to golf? And then they just go hand-in-hand. Hand. But anyway, so he says, I have this triple bogey on top. And I, I say, oh, wow, that's that sounds kind of cool. My buddies look at each other and say, you know what, let's give it a shot. Uh, and so I say, okay, bring up a couple of triple bogeys. So we have this triple bogey beer. It was draft. Um, the beer I'll be doing today is from a can. And, you know, we loved it. It was super crushable, fun to drink on the course, light, not bloating. You don't want to have too big of a stomach when you're you're trying to swing a club. Then at the same place, they offered um, the Amber um, Ale for Triple Bogey. And I, I had that once. And I'll have to try it again on on uh, the craft beer talk show or maybe even just put it on the instagram but today we'll be doing the blonde lager um but that's kind of how it started for me it was at this faraway greens place uh so golf and i i have seen them at a couple different uh golf courses and i think that's great and i think it's it's fun you know it's a fun way to consume it's all you know what you got a triple bogey take a sip of triple bogey you know, it just it just goes with the game, and like I mentioned, I don't know how it all started, but beer goes hand in hand with golf, and I almost think it probably started when professional golf started to get more and more fans, and then these major beer companies were like, oh, well, that's a perfect way to sell. You know, we sell at hockey games, we sell at uh, football games, we sell at soccer games. Why not sell golf matches? Um, you know, that's just a guess. You know, that's that's absolutely no fact at all. But maybe. So let's let's dive down into Triple Bogey Brewing Company now. We're in we're in the midst of it. So looking on the website, I found some information. Um, Triple Bogey Brewing Company was founded in 2014 by a gentleman named Jeff Tate. Uh, and his wife, Megan. And the Jeff Tate, I don't know, you might recognize the name, uh, maybe not, but there is a golf clothing company by the name of Quagmire Golf. And he's actually the guy behind that. And uh, he, he, so he started off with, with clothes and golf. So he's sort of had his hand, we'll get this when we get to his individual profile uh, in a few moments. Um, he's kind of had his hand in golf, you know, for for years, uh, and so now finally he's got 
to to the beer portion of it. Maybe that that's what you do, right? When you have a couple bad golf shots, you finally just give up. Ah, I'll get a beer. So maybe that's his way of looking at it. But basically on the website it says Triple Bogey Brewing has come a long way since uh, you know they filled and drank their first can. So it's brewed in London, uh, Ontario, Canada. And it offers now three uh, year-round full-flavored uh, beers. Uh, they're actually all lagers. So it's a blonde lager, a light lager, and an amber lager. And then they also uh, have a seasonal beer that's called Hurry Hard. Uh, I'm not too sure what kind of beer it is, but um, you know, for the curling enthusiasts, that beer is definitely for you. Um, we'll learn more about those beers, mostly about the Blonde Lager, because that's what we're going to be trying today. But uh, they actually also do uh, a canned wine, uh, if you're into wine or not a beer drinker and, and listening to this, so you can go in and check that out. But... Um, what else does it say on here? Uh, shows the crew. So let's go down. Let's talk about Jeff Tate. Uh, he's the co-founder and president. And him and his wife, uh, with their great crew, built Triple Bogey from the ground up. Uh, and they've sort of never looked back. That uh, says, you may remember Jeff as the guy who brought you the stylish threads of Quagmire Golf. Now, I know Quagmire Golf. I never bought any of the clothes, I don't think. Um, but I do remember there also being some pretty, like, outgoing styles he actually worked with Arnold Palmer himself I know they worked on a line called Arnie um, that was in that was in massive stores so good for him uh, I mean that's a pretty big accomplishment on its own uh, and then now to do the beer thing obviously Quagmire Golf didn't really stick but um, he's worked at uh, golf clubs such as Redtail uh, and St. Thomas Golf Club so he, he knows, you know, the ins and outs. He knows how a golf course operates. Uh, he knows, obviously, how to, to play the game. Uh, and I believe I saw somewhere when researching that he went to school for golf management. So he also, you know, is, is uh, educationally trained for, for golf. So this guy is, is surrounded with, with golf knowledge and kind of destined to, to work in the golf industry. Now the co-owner, Megan Trait, um, you know, they, they say, according to the website, triple bogey wouldn't exist, uh, without Megan, uh, in 2012, when the downfall of Quagmire golf happened, uh, they say that Megan picked Jeff off the ground, dusted him off, got him a beer, uh, and said, what's next? So that's pretty awesome. Um, the triple bogey wine was her idea. So she helps and, and is a big asset to the company as well. Um, there's there's a lot of other people who work for the team, but I'm not going to go much into their profiles other than the two co-owners here. Um, so hats off to them. It's a great idea. Uh, I do believe that triple bogey also has um, a... a sort of apparel line um it's not as big as a quagmire golf which was intended to be an apparel line but there is an apparel line that goes along with the beer so if you're interested and, and love the logo and the idea of it all you know feel free to support i think they do do giveaways on their instagram page uh, i'll get that to that at the end 
um, shout out their social media. And they also supply a lot of cool trinkets for your golf bag and this and that with the with the gol- uh, triple bogey logo on it. Uh, and right on the website when you go to, to the company, um, there's a sweet triple bogey brewing stand bag. And that's just a bag that stands. I'm not going to get into the differences between golf bags because that's just not what this podcast is. Um, but check it out. It's pretty sweet. I wish I had one. I would rock it everywhere. Um, let's dive into to the beer now, I guess. It is that time. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to crack this beer open like I usually do. And then we will give it a taste and talk about it a little bit. So we got the beer poured here, um, and right off the bat, we can tell that uh, it's extremely light, um, very light in color, uh, almost like Bud Light color. Uh, I didn't think anything could actually get that light, but this is definitely there. Um, pretty crystal clear. Oh my god, crystal clear. Uh, we can see right through it. Uh, no haze whatsoever. Um, you can see a lot of bubbles rising, so I'm expecting this to be pretty crisp, pretty sharp. Um, let's look at the facts. So here we got Triple Bogey, the Blonde Lager. So this is the flagship beer. This is the beer that started all. It's sitting at 5% alcohol by volume. Um, they're using Aurora and Pearl Hops. Uh, they're sitting at 20 IBUs. So that's pretty good in my opinion. Um, that gives a, a lot of flavor. It's not going to be too bland um, and too pale tasting. So 20 IBUs is a pretty good uh, bitterness rating to, to be sitting at. And on the website it says here, perfectly paired uh, with all your favorite foods. Triple bogey is great with any meal or occasion from burgers, pizza, wings, or a nice juicy steak, it says. Does not specify if that's beef or if it is an eggplant steak, but uh, it says let the food fill you up, not our blonde lager. Hmm. So it's pretty light. They're saying five percent um, isn't too busy, boozy, pretty average. Uh, they say it's offered in many bars, uh, liquor, and grocery stores. So just browsing here on the website, I can also see triple bogey light blonde lager which is 3.9%. I don't want to get too lost in all these other beers, but then the Amber Lager, um, and then the Hurry Hard, like I mentioned before, is also an Amber Lager. Uh, I would actually like to compare the Hurry Hard to the Triple Bogey. Uh, They both sit at 20 IBUs, and they both are 5%. um, Aurora, wow, and using the same hops. That's like the same beer, no? Interesting. Huh. I would really like to taste the difference between those. Anyways, I'm getting sidetracked here. This is about the, the blonde lager, the flagship. I'm going to give it a, a smell. Then we can taste it and go from there. So off the smell here, I, I, it's kind of grassy. Um, but weirdly enough, I almost smell this kind of banana-ish. Um, scent to it but it's pretty um, absent in terms of aroma Uh, there's not a whole lot going on it's not something like you know when you get a a nice citra hops or something like that it's it's very fruity a lot of esters um, and you can hit it right off the bat but 
with this blonde lager, you just really kind of smell maybe mild grains or a grassy smell. So I'm going to give it a taste here. Hmm. All right. So it's pretty clean. And you know what? I don't mean this in an offensive way. It's sort of uh, flavorless. Now, with that being said, I don't want to say that it tastes like water because there's definitely some some taste there. It's very uh, grainy, grassy, very almost natural ingredient type taste, but there's not a lot of bite. Um, it's not flat, but it's definitely low carbonation. Um, it's super crushable. I'll give it that. Super, super crushable. Now, if you were getting into a beer because you really wanted to taste... Um, you know, a strong beer flavor. This might not be the beer for you, but it's definitely like I can see how it goes hand in hand with being on the golf course. You know, I've I've had these on the golf course and they go down extremely smooth. Um, or or sitting on a patio, these you could crush these and not even know you're drinking beer, and that's kind of the dangerous part. I'm gonna give it another sip here. So in terms of flavor. You know, the, the most I can pick up is kind of like a pear type taste. Um, more on the bitter side. It's not super sweet, um, which is good because when you have a beer that's this light and you get it mixed with super sweet, uh, I find it to be quite annoying to drink because, you know, you're, you're looking for a taste, you don't get it, and then you have this sweet, sticky kind of aftertaste that sits in your mouth um, in terms of mouthfeel on that point light like there's it's nothing going in nothing going out like it this is pretty crushable like I shouldn't say pretty crushable I say absolutely crushable like amazingly crushable like I don't know how I couldn't just slam six right here um, especially in the glass that I got them in it makes it look uh, a lot smaller but for this beer you know, there's not a whole lot going on. There's not a lot of dissect to it. I think it's just an overall clean-cut blonde lager. Uh, I don't see sort of anything that stands out like, oh, wow, they've done this exceptional. But there's nothing that says, oh, wow, this is terrible, you know. So I think it's pretty right in the middle. Um, it's marketing and it's, its name, its presence kind of just as – a beer company is maybe even better than the beer itself. You know, when I see Triple Bogey, it's it's super relatable as a golfer. Um, so it might be almost a niche kind of thing for a golfer. Maybe if you weren't a golfer, you wouldn't pick this up. But uh, I recommend you do because it is good. Um, the 19th hole got 19th flag on it. Uh, on the can, it says, Triple Bogey Brewing Company was established for the everyday golfer we know how much you love the game so we brewed a beer that's perfectly fit for the fairways whether you are crushing up the 18th or relaxing on the patio after a round a triple bogey has never been this easy to swallow and i think boom right there that's that's nailed it like i think that's awesome copywriting um never been this easy to swallow obviously goes hand in hand with the, the triple bogey thing but it literally is that easy small. Like they go down so smooth. Um, so what I will say about the Triple Bogey Brewing Company is, like I've said, I've had the amber. And the amber does have a lot more flavor. It's a lot more complicated, complex. 
um, than this. So for what they're trying to do here in terms of uh, a beer, I think they've nailed it. In terms of the flavor and like expectations of a blonde lager, it definitely isn't the best I've ever had. But I will say that this is the type of beer that's perfect uh, for the craft beer talk show introduction to craft beer uh, award. You know, this is the kind of beer that almost like suckers someone into it if they're a golfer. They're like, oh, well, I'm just going to drink this beer anyways, not even thinking about like, oh, it's not a Bud Light. It's not this. I'm just going to try this. Like, I think that it it nullifies the fact that it's craft and that it could be something super hoppy or, or have these uh, estuary profiles or these, you know, super bitter profiles that people don't like. And just gets people to try it without even thinking. So I think that is kind of, for me, what I like about this beer so much is that, yes, the beer is good. And the beer is probably actually really similar to to what they've had like in terms of Bud Light, Budweiser, Coors Light, whatever. Um, but this is just way better marketing, a lot more relatable. And, um, you know, the personal factor and, and sharing the story and getting to hear Jeff and Megan's story is a lot more admirable, admirable uh, at this point than hearing, you know, a, a corporation that, sure, they started small, but now are big and huge. Um, you always want to support the, the small guy. And that's, that's what I like about it. So I guess let's jump to a score here. I'm going to have to give the triple bogey brewing company Blonde Lager. Uh, I'm going to go with a 7.1. So that's that's a pretty middle of the pack uh, score. Uh, nothing super fantastic, but it's not bad at all. So something to be proud about. Um, par. You know what? Put it that way. Triple bogey brewing company is a par. And if you don't get the golf reference, just forget it. It means pretty much average or what you should be at. And I think they've done a hell of a job. Um, you know, maybe I'll do another episode or maybe I'll be able to set up an interview with someone at Triple Bogey and uh, and dive deeper into to all their different beers. Uh, like I said, I would like to try the difference between their amber and that hurry hard beer. Because they're both amber lagers with the same IBUs, the same hops. That's really interesting to me. But uh, 7.1 it is for triple bogey. Um, you know, and, and on this episode we learned uh, a little bit about the golf game and what it has to do with the with beer. And uh, actually the next episode, before I end it off here, the next episode is going to be a special episode. It might be a little bit delayed. So I'll let you know on social media. Uh, if it ends up being delayed, but it, there's a chance it ends up being delayed just because it's Canada Day here. So that's our national holiday, our big celebration of independence, our our founding of a country here up in uh, the Great White North. So that's on Wednesday, July 1st. Uh, uh, the episode should come out on July 4th, which I know for our American listeners is is their Independence Day. And uh, so it's going to be a little bit of a, a tight schedule, but I will be bringing back a familiar face, uh, a guy who has been on the show before. So I think the only person who's actually been featured on the show, uh, my good buddy Ryan, uh, we're going to chat 
beers about uh, craft beers that kind of are similar to the beers that founded this country. The oldest breweries in Canada versus maybe the newest craft beers. I don't know the beers yet, so I can't necessarily give you too much of a preview. But uh, that's more or less what it's going to be about. So you're not going to want to miss that. Uh, it's going to be fun, a good good something to drink to. Uh, maybe you'll learn a little bit something if you're from Canada by your own country. And if you're not, then you'll learn about uh, a different country and their, their heritage when it comes to uh, beer. You know, up here we're, we're known to be one of the uh, the biggest uh, boozers. So, and uh, we know we love our beer. So stay tuned from that. But uh, other than that, Triple Bogey. Oh, I did want to shout out their social media uh, before I go. So let me just pull that up. Um, let's see. I got to go on Instagram. I should have had that totally prepared. Did not. But here it is, Triple Bogey Brewing. That is their name, T-R-I-P-L-E-B-O-G-E-Y Brewing. Uh, give them a follow on Instagram. Lots of tons of tons of stuff on there. And they also have some great giveaways. So stay tuned for that. Other than that, thank you for listening. And we will see you next time.